0: The following introductory essay is taken from lectures on the revival of religion by William B. Sprague, pastor of the Second Presbyterian Church in Albany. The author is George Redford. To the Ministers of the Gospel No Christian, and especially no Christian minister, doubts the immortality of the soul, the immortality of all human souls. At least a ministerial character implies as much. And yet, to realise this doctrine fully, faithfully, and practically is a most rare and difficult attainment. To believe that all the human beings around us are undoubtedly and severally destined to eternal existence, and are now on their passage to a fixed and endless state, is an overpowering conception so vast, that it is apt to become obscure, so sublime, that it sometimes paralyzes our powers of belief. Yet to the feebleness and inadequacy of our conceptions of this unquestionable verity may be attributed much of that ministerial inefficiency and infidelity which the Church of Christ, at the present moment, has to deplore. But supposing the intelligent mind which now passes over these pages, is fully prepared to admit, in all its hearings and consequences, the sublime proposition that all these intelligent beings are, in the strictest sense, immortal, and will retain not only an existence after death, but a conscious, sensitive existence, and will be placed in a condition of consummate happiness, or of endless woe question then comes with thrilling impulse upon the heart of every Christian minister. Am I, as one to whom the care of souls is committed, living and laboring under the light and inspiration of this great fact? Is it always present, always condensing my energy of mind to its utmost effort for their welfare, always impelling my sensibility, conscience, reason, invention to every possible appeal, every device of wisdom and love, by which these immortal creatures may both be apprised of the universal fact, and adequately prepared for that moment in their existence, when they shall become conscious of their immortality, as they now are of their susceptibility of mortal pleasures and pains. It is to be feared, did in the hearts of some ministers of Christ, There is a very faint apprehension of this great truth, and that it does not rise upon their views surrounded with celestial beams, and that in consequence the various duties of the ministry are gone through perfunctorily, but inefficiently. In others, there is an occasional impulse given to the doctrine by some awakening event, some quickening impregnation of the mind, or some gush of spiritual affections. But the impulse soon subsides, and they sink down again into a state of supineness, bordering on insensibility, in which some other and vastly inferior sentiment gains the mastery. A few, perhaps a very few, can be said to have it powerfully, in anything like permanently before the eye of contemplation, distancing all subordinate considerations and bearing the mind aloft over difficulties and discouragements on the eagle wings of a heavenly ambition to bring souls to God. But it is highly important that every minister of Jesus Christ should endeavor to dwell perpetually in the neighborhood of this sublime fact and suffer no sense of the awful inferences which may be inseparable from it to scare him from its recognition. It may seem an astounding proposition that the souls of all the busy, thoughtless, and impious myriads around should be going into an eternal state, with the certainty that the larger part, the immensely larger part, are utterly unfit for the change. But the explicit testimony of Revelation must explode all vague speculations and dissipate all doubts. The fact itself must never be obscured, much less questioned by any minister of God's word. It must be his polar star. It must be the preliminary to all his designs, the starting post of all his exertions. Unless it is true, his religion is a fable, and unless it is believed, his office is but a tragic mask. The immortality and the ruin of souls are in their own nature parallel truths, and they must be laid side by side as parallel axioms in the mind. By every Minister, let him throw into his conceptions of them all the vigour and all the generality, all the awfulness and all the individuality, all the immensity and practical infinitude which belongs to them, let him live as real and unquestionable verities in his mind. let them be to him lights that never go down, influences that never abate for as they subside or suffer obscuration. So will the energy of his efforts decline. So will the ardor of his love decay. So will the fire of his zeal expire or sink down into smoldering and offensive embers. It is therefore necessary, imperiously so, to awaken attention to the worth, the duration, the everlasting consciousness, the impending fate of human souls.